So what if instead of focusing on trying to figure out alcohol, you tried to figure out yourself. You learned how to do all of the things that you think alcohol is doing for you, but better. You tapped into really understanding what the messages from your body meant and how to use your emotions to your advantage and how to really expand your desires to get what it is you finally really want and have real, lasting, sustainable pleasure. That is possible for you, and it is all available to you in the self-study course, The Naturally Sober Woman. It is everything that I teach my one-on-one clients, but it is compact for you, lifetime access on demand at a super affordable price available to you right now. You're going to go to my website, marywagstaffcoach.com, right there. It'll say self-study course or follow the link in the show notes right here. Get in there. One short video, just the welcome ceremony. There's a commence, a beautiful commencement ceremony that really anchors you into your intention for wanting to make this change into your life will change your life forever. It'll put you on a trajectory of new possibility because the bigger your desire is, the easier it's going to be to say goodbye to alcohol. So go on over to my website, get inside of the Naturally Sober Woman, and I will see you in there. Do you ever feel like you're outgrowing alcohol, that you are longing for a deeper connection to life? If alcohol is keeping you playing small and feels like the one area you just can't figure out, you are in the right place. Hi, my name is Mary Wagstaff. I'm a holistic alcohol coach who ended a 20-year relationship to alcohol without labels, counting days, or ever making excuses. Now I help powerful women just like you eliminate their desire to drink on their own terms. In this podcast, we will explore the revolutionary approach of my proven five shifts process that gets alcohol out of your way by breaking all of the rules and the profound experience that it is to rediscover who you are on the other side of alcohol. I am so thrilled to be your guide. Welcome to your journey of awakening. Welcome back to the show, my beautiful listeners. I hope you're having an amazing day. I wanted to say thank you so much for being here. This is one of the highlights of my life. Highlights of my day is to be able to be here sharing my heartfelt connection with you. And the more I think about nurturing, um, you nurturing your trust in yourself, um, nurturing the expansiveness of your mind, body, and heart into possibility, nurturing the voice of your spirit. Um, I'm right along there with you because life is not linear. It is a spiral. And, you know, we we grow and we and we really can inner resource when we build new tools for resiliency like our inner our ability for inner resourcing does become noticeably stronger and more more tangible in a way um but it's infinite you know there's just so many layers to this experience of conditioning that we don't, we don't even realize, like we don't even realize how I was talking to this woman yesterday. It's kind of extreme, but it's like even the construct of clothing, like when we're born into this world, we're born naked and 
you know, a long time ago, before we had all of our modern amenities, people, and there are still people in the world that are very close with their bodies to nature, to the body of nature. And that's a very normal thing. And I'm sure they have a very different relationship to their body um, versus, and I mean, I think clothes are great. I like to be warm and cozy and have all my <laughs> feel and make me feel safe. And they're, they're very practical, but seeing your body every day, you know, it's like we go from clothing to clothing, to clothing, but seeing your body and in relationship to how you're moving in the natural world has to be such a different experience of relating to it. Um, versus, you know, kind of indoors protected by these, this clothing. And she was saying how, when she sees herself, she is this like amazing, beautiful artist, tattoo artist, um, really beautiful woman. She said, when I visualize myself from the past, in the past or in the future, I'm always clothed. And she, she was just, you know, contemplating this idea. Like, isn't that interesting that this isn't, this isn't really our natural state at all. Um, but this is the way we see ourselves engaged in the world. And of course, on a practical level, we're not all just going to run around naked, but it does give you pause. I like to really go to the extreme sometimes so that you can kind of bring, we can bring back more, more possibility kind of closer to home. So if we get, if we let our minds really run wild with possibility and we can kind of see the expansiveness of like, yeah, I mean, it is true. We are, we are just animals born into this world who have been clothed and put in boxes and all of these things. What does that impact have on our day-to-day life when we, when the essence of who we are has really been numbed or, you know, stripped or dissociated? Like, what are we missing out on and how does that roll into our relationship to alcohol? And I talk a lot about our unmet desires. And if we don't even know a desire exists because it's never been mirrored for us, and then, you know, there's layers of that mirror, you know, representation out in our, in our society. And now it's not to say that it's wrong that we wear clothes. It's not even about that, but it's as a hu- as our most basic human erotic needs, if they're, or, or just the way we interact with the world, if we've never been exposed to any of this, is there a subconscious innate lack or missing, right? That we don't even know, we don't even actually know it's missing. And I I really think of this a lot with community, with people, with sex, with intimacy, with connection, that we're such an uber independent culture that we don't, that there's like what, you know, is called the wound of independence that we really don't even know sometimes what we're missing. And this isn't about fear of missing out or anything like that. This is just like on a most innate basic need. And this comes to the topic that I wanted to talk about today, which is safety and security and how there are a lot of reasons why you drink out of a necessity to feel more safe, to feel more secure. And it would be interesting 
for you to think about this week, how does safety and security really on a deeper level play a role in your relationship to alcohol? And even now for me, like outside of alcohol, there's still these times, and I just got coached from someone today where like in my subconscious, and it comes out because I'm trying to to change an action to create a different result. But in my subconscious, it's like, it's not safe for me to feel ungrounded and shaky. It's not safe for me to feel insecure, or at least that's the messaging that I'm giving to myself. And this is the power of coaching is when we say these things out loud, we become aware of them. And I don't really feel that way because I work on emotional intimacy all the time. So I see this habitual patterning that I have where I want to change the external circumstance of, say, something that someone else said to me or someone else's decision, right? And I I think that that's what's going to solve the problem. But really what the problem is, is me needing to tell myself and holding space for myself not to not feel shaky, not to not feel insecure or ungrounded, but that I can kind of wrap myself in this cocoon of self-validation and say like, girl, it's okay. You can feel this way naturally. And let me just hold you through this experience and just send you love and validation and compassion and ease and validation and know that you're doing an amazing job. And let me, let me hold that space for you so you can soften so that that, that shakiness and that, that ungroundedness, which was the emotion I was experiencing today can soften into that. And I can really find this deep catharsis, right? And now I've made space for just to not really just be so focused on that. Right. And so not feeling safe from ourselves to feel a certain emotion. And, you know, we could go back and want to blame like conditioning and like, it's not, you know, it was never safe to, it wasn't okay for me to feel sad. It wasn't okay for me to be upset. If I'm stressed out and I'm not doing it perfectly, then something's wrong. Then, um, you know, like it's, it's like, I can only be happy. I've got to keep persevering. And we have all of these un examined rules about emotion that create in our body unintentionally and and with you know and unknowingly a lack of safety a lack of security from ourselves to ourselves so and this could even be you know in an external when i'm around you know someone that i'm feeling romantically interested in or how i've experienced intimacy and sex in the past is with this one familiar vibration because it's not hasn't been safe for me to use my voice to say no it hasn't been safe for me to express my needs my pleasure needs my vulnerability right But what it all comes down to in the end is you're learning how to cultivate the compassionate witness. And this is the third shift in the five shifts process is cultivate the compassionate witness, which is the inner voice of validation. And because what alcohol does is it comes and swoops in and is constantly, you know, without saying so, 
sending the signal to you that, yep, you're right. The way you're feeling is something's wrong with that. Let's change that. Let's change it really quick. Your thoughts behind it, your needs, your desires, all of those things are not right. So let's change them super quick. Get you happy. Just get you feeling chill. Get you, you know, get your body in this familiar vibration that you felt a bunch of times. And this is how we solve the problem. So in essence, it's saying to yourself, the way you are naturally, it's not safe to feel that way. We have to change it as quickly as possible. The way you might feel a little nervous going into a new setting, um, you know, say a social gathering, a networking event naturally isn't okay, right? But the message that we really have to learn to cultivate, and this is why I I want you to not think about the black and white part of not drinking. This is the starting point of you being able to cultivate inside of yourself the emotional intelligence that you're going to need for the rest of your life. Now, can you do this and still drink? Sure. But the need for drinking, if you're doing it on a really conscious level, will cease to exist. And then all you're left with is just the the cognitive behavioral habit of the chemical of alcohol. Because once you've got your own back, like you don't even need alcohol, right? I told Matthew the other day, I'm straight edge now. Cause like, I can't, the thought of any other drug, like doing drugs in general, like spa, anything. I mean, I've done it all is so, un, it like kind of makes me want to throw up thinking about it. I'm like, no, I'm straight edge now. And it's just a joke because like I, I do drink caffeine. I just can't even, it makes me feel so uncomfortable to not be in control of how I'm naturally feeling. And I still have tons of work to do. Like right now I've been, I think I've been pretty hard on myself lately of performance and just taking action and just not letting myself rest. And I had an amazing, beautiful weekend of really being outside a lot. I'm very present with like in my body movement. And that's really important to me. It's something that I have to be very conscious of when I'm working because I'm in front of the computer a lot is like being in my body, even just like cleaning and organizing and gardening and hiking. If I don't get enough of that, I start to think that there's a problem. I start to make my emotions a problem, right? But because I do this work, I can catch myself. And that's why this is so important. You're not, you're not this isn't just about alcohol and you not being able to have to- a toast on New Year's Eve. Like you've got to, you've got to really see that. And, you know, you're here because you've been on a journey. You are, you want to give yourself the opportunity to experience everything life has to offer you, right? Because we don't know. We don't know when it's going to end, right? So like you want to give yourself an opportunity that I gave it my best shot to even be present. Even if I never went on like these huge adventures, right? Every day is an adventure. I didn't really leave my property this weekend and we had so much fun. I had, I had one of the better weekends that I've had in a really long time as far as just like, it felt very satisfying, Um, because of my presence, because of the way I was looking at it, because I didn't have these specific expectations, because I was in my body, because I wasn't making it meet, like I wasn't in my head thinking like, oh, I should be doing something different. I should be working. So I was really holding space for myself to feel safe and secure 
in however I needed to show up. And so this is the practice that you're cultivating. So what I'd like for you to do, you know, is really look at, and you can even just make a little list of it for yourself is where don't I feel safe in my, in my emotion? Like what emotion doesn't feel safe for me to experience that I then use alcohol for? And at this point it might be like all of them. And what I find is it's kind of a snowball effect with, with alcohol. When people get to this point where there's like this over alcohol, overwhelm and alcohol exhaustion is because they're thinking about quitting just as much as they're thinking about drinking. And that's why it gets so exhausting because you really want to be done, but you're not giving yourself permission to learn a new way. Because coaching is the ultimate in self-inquiry, the ultimate in self-discovery and self-development, right? For the rest of your life. Like, if we don't have emotional management and we can't, like I just coached someone this morning who we were, we've been working on decision-making and indecision. And she was like, I caught myself. I caught myself going back on a decision I made. I caught myself thinking, oh, can I do all, fit all these other things in? And, you know, she was able to shut it down and come from a place of, you know, abundance of time, abundance of, um, like enoughness, like everything that needs to be done will be done. And it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. From that place, I can just let it go. Right. Um, so these skills need to be utilized in everything because time is currency, right? And if we're, if you're spending so much time right now, giving it away to alcohol, like it's taking up even more of your time. And then like, think about in like, even just the next week, like, what, do you really want to be thinking about it? Right. And what I find is that when coming at it from a place of this is the next step in my journey, in my evolution, in my spiritual growth, in my spiritual development, right. Which just means me being able to be, have access to the highest state of consciousness that I possibly can versus just the condition learned behavior and taking all my cues from the external. Right. And you can do that and there's nothing wrong with that. And you know, there's like the saying that ignorance is bliss, or you can realize the superpower that you have as a human when you learn how to feel, make yourself feel safe and emotional intelligence. You can create emotions on purpose. You can manage your mind. You can make decisions more quickly. You get the clear, you get alcohol out of your way. So we start with that point so that you are like feeling safe enough that you have these skills and this inner resilience to then, you know, alcohol starts to, to fade away. Like it just doesn't make sense anymore. Um, it's much easier if you, get alcohol out of the way. And they're both the same thing because all of the emotions that you're feeling and the urges to drink are processed in the same way. All sensations we can kind of just look at as one big spectrum. So anyway, where don't I feel safe to feel how I naturally feel? And what if I kind of came up from, you know, you can soften your eyes. You can even go back into the meditation from the previous episode. If I wrapped myself and my emotion in kind of a blanket from behind myself. And I let, you know, whatever vulnerability or nervousness or unease or, you know, um, perfectionism or people pleasing, whatever it is, 
let it just soften. And I came up with just this, this cocoon, this blanket from behind myself. What would be possible? Let me know how it goes. I hope you have an amazing day. And remember the worst thing that can happen if you experience an emotion is a sensation. So get curious about your emotions, love yourself harder because of them and know nothing has gone wrong. Imagine taking the podcast every week to the next level with achievable goals and an action plan tailored specifically to your needs. Finding personalized support is how you gain control of your destiny. In my private one-on-one coaching program, Fast Track to Freedom from Alcohol, you get your own personal cheerleader, that's me, every week, helping you get clear, stay curious, and committed to what matters most versus resigning again and again to your habitual patterns. Every big change starts with one next step. Schedule a complimentary call with the link in the show notes or on my website, marywagstaffcoach.com to get a new perspective on an old habit.